Welcome into my weekly visit with head coach Travis Ford of the St. Louis University Billikens. Billikens coming off a terrific win last night on the road in overtime, 77 to 76 over LaSalle. Up next, as they continue their trip through Philly, it'll be St. Joe's. Lots of topics to get into. Jordan Goodwin becomes a 32nd player with 1,000 points in Slew Billiken history. We'll talk about the St. Joe's game, LaSalle game last night. The impact of a former manager now playing meaningful minutes for the Billikens, Joshua Hightower, and Kobe Bryant. Great story from Travis about Kobe Bryant and how it pertains to St. Louis University Billikens. This is presented by Royal Banks of Missouri. Visit them at royalbanksofmo.com. They remain locally owned. They offer a full range of banking services to individuals and business clients in the St. Louis area. They operate 11 locations in St. Louis and St. Charles, as well as provide a full range of products and services online designed to meet your individual needs. Efficient, accurate, confidential, and personalized services to all their clients. That's Royal Banks of Missouri. See more, royalbanksofmo.com. Proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics, which reminds me that tomorrow night is a special night for baseball. Rick Ann Keel will be in town. It's the annual first pitch dinner for Darren Hendrickson and the St. Louis University Billikens. If you'd like to find out more, just visit slewbillikens.com. Always great to visit with Travis Ford, the head basketball coach at St. Louis University. It's even better coming off an overtime win on the road, and that's what the Billikens did last night over LaSalle. 77 to 76. Coach, congratulations on the win. Uh, let's start with that game. What were your thoughts taken away from the the W last night? Well, you know, first of all, thanks. It's good to be with you. Um, you know, we we came out of the gates on the road in a very difficult place. It's always been difficult. I've played at LaSalle many times. Um, and we played really well uh, from the beginning to halftime. Uh, had a 10-point lead uh, a lot of the first half. Uh, really liked a lot of the things that we were doing. They opened in zone, played a lot of zone against us, um, but really thought we put together a very good half. Came out second half, uh, got up 13, got up 13 with 10 minutes to go, and things started to kind of fall apart. We we got in foul trouble was one area that didn't help, but we uh, we started taking some tough shots, turning the ball over, uh, and they were converting. And next thing you know, we're, we're headed into overtime. Uh, and we went into overtime, Dan, and uh, the five players that played in overtime, uh, two of them, obviously, uh, we had uh, Josh Hightower, a walk-on, that played the whole five minutes of overtime. Uh, T.J. Hardgrove played the whole five minutes. And then we had Hassan French and Jimmy Bell going back and forth because Hassan had four fouls most of the second half and in and and obviously into overtime and then Jordan Goodwin and Yuri Collins. So we were playing with kind of a, a different type lineup all through uh overtime, but we figured it out. We told our team as they were sitting in front of me as we were heading into overtime after regulations over and we had those five guys sitting me, I said, You are the ones that are gonna win the game for us. Uh, you guys are going to – this five's got to go. We don't have anybody else right now. Everybody else is fouled out. And they stepped up. And sometimes that's what it takes. I told our team afterwards that this time of year, uh, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win, but you better learn from it. And we've been spending all morning trying to watch film and figure out ways we can get better, 
how do we continue to get the 13-point lead, but also how can we go from 13 to 20 and finish stronger uh, is an area that we're really looking at. For fans that don't know, tell us the story of, of Joshua Hightower, and he was critical, especially early in overtime, but it's a great story and, and one of, uh, you know, a guy that perseveres and, and finds himself playing meaningful minutes on a Division One team. It is, and it's a, it's a good story. Appreciate you asking. You know, Josh, it was about this time last year probably, or maybe a little bit earlier in January possibly, he was a manager on our basketball team. Uh, came to St. Louis University, to, uh, wanted to get a great education. Uh, they had his major. He had played a little bit of junior college basketball uh, prior to St. Louis University, but came to go to school and came and uh, was a manager, just wanted to be a manager. And if we look back to last year, remember all the inter- uh, injuries we had. So we were down to like eight players in, in practice, and we had heard that Josh was a pretty good player, so, uh, you know, we said, hey, would you like to kind of become a walk-on and help us out? We need practice players. And he said, absolutely, I'd love to. That's what, you know, I really came here for is to walk on. Um, so, absolutely, and to speed up a little bit. He ended up just really playing well in practice every day. I mean, just kept impressing us day after day after day. We were always looking at ourselves and well, Wish we'd known this from the beginning. We would have <laughs> put you on the team from that. You know, uh, that, uh, you know, kind of felt bad. And uh, kept working all this past summer. Worked very, very hard. And I've stated it on many occasions to media and everybody that we we do not hesitate to put Josh Hightower in the game. We wish we would play more. We should probably play more. Because if you watch practice every day, you'd think, wow. He's one of the top players. He plays that well in practice. He's known as a defender. He's a really hard-nosed defender, getting better with his offense. But he's gone from being a manager to a young man who just helped us win a conference game on the road in overtime, making big shots, handling the ball, playing good defense. It's a great story. It really is. Coach, have you ever had a situation like that where a guy was a manager and then all of a sudden starts playing meaningful minutes on a Division One team? You know, I, 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 not one that's played mean, meaningful minutes and, and really contributes like he does in practice every day. But I did have a manager uh, when I was a head coach at UMass that uh, – that I put in uh, that was a manager that was uh, a manager for us for a long time. Uh, and really the reason I put him on the team, uh, his name was Matt Penny, is I'd heard it was always his dream. His dream was to be a part of the team. And so one day I just asked him, hey, would you like to be on the team? Would you like to be a welcome? Would you like to dress out? And he just, you know, starts crying and everybody starts celebrating. And, uh, you know, his, his, his probably greatest moment on senior night, I ended up starting him on senior night in a crucial conference game at the end of the year. And he actually scores uh, at the beginning of the game and helps. And, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, just a tremendous person. And it, uh, uh, But I have done that in the past, but not, not to somebody's extent like Josh Hightower, who could get in any game at this point. We'll, we'll probably play, you know, more minutes. It's an amazing story, and, and it does remind you that these guys are college kids. They're student-athletes, which means when you go on the road, I'm sure part of your time in Philly right now is all about hitting the books and studying, which is something you have to incorporate as a college head coach as you go on the road and make sure guys don't fall too far behind with, with schoolwork, I assume. 
Well, as we sit here and talk, uh, our kids are in study hall right now. They've yeah. been in study hall now for about a little over an hour. Uh, they'll stay in there for a couple of hours, do it again tomorrow. Uh, we ha- we are traveling with uh, an academic advisor with us who's organizing it and uh, helping run the study hall and uh, helping our young men. So, absolutely, when you go on the road, especially this time of year when they're missing class, uh, you've got to spend time on what's important. And, yes, we – we watch film at night. We watch film in the morning, but during the day, uh, they're diving into their classwork. We saw Jordan Goodwin last night, 32nd player in SLU history as a junior now at 1,000 a, a points. He said he had, quote, the Mamba mentality in uh, honor of, of Kobe Bryant. But what did that mean to you to see Jordan Goodwin get point number 1,000 last night and a very meaningful point in that part in the game, too? Yeah, what a big, the, one of the biggest shots in the game, a three that he made. Uh, it's so exciting. I'm so happy for Jordan. It is a great honor. People don't realize how difficult it is, and he's still got a year and a half left just about. So uh, he's going to score a lot of points, a lot more points before he leaves SLU. But, you know, even with that said, you don't look at Jordan. Jordan, by all accounts, how we judge as a, a staff or how we looked at it as a staff as the game was going on, Jordan Goodwin was really struggling last night, really struggling. We were getting frustrated with – maybe some of the shots he was taking, but we don't say a whole lot. He does too many things. We give him a lot of free reign, and we tell our players, sometimes you've earned the right uh, as you grow older in a system, as you grow older within this program, you get more, you just, you get a little more leeway. He's earned the right and deserves the right to have a little more leeway, but he was really struggling at times last night. But with all that said, at the end of the day, he made the big play, he made the big rebounds, he made the big shot. And he also ended up with, I think, 17 rebounds or something and 12 points. Uh, so he has set such a high standard for himself that um, sometimes you might think a guy with those stats, and we still looked at it as maybe an off night. But to be able to get 1,000 points, no, that's big time. It's, a, it's an incredible honor, and we're so excited for him. Absolutely. Coach, a couple more questions, and we'll let you go. We know you're busy on the road. Um, we saw after the game you met with the media – you're very shook up, and the news hit all of us right before the opening tip of the Fordham game on Sunday of Kobe Bryant and those in the helicopter that, that passed away. Did you know Kobe, and, and what was your uh, tie-in with Kobe Bryant? Well, it, it's, it, I did not know Kobe. He's one of the few players, uh, that even thinking about it, that I have not been around or met or you know played with or against in some form. But I studied Kobe Bryant quite a bit uh, as far as his work ethic, what the things he did to become a great player, uh, drills he did, the workouts he did. I've used uh, his example over the past five years or so, different videos of him talking about his work ethic, different videos of other people talking about how he committed himself and dedicated himself to becoming the best at whatever he did. Um and it's just such a tragic loss uh, for his family and all the people who were part of the uh, the, the the incident, tragic tragic crash. Uh, it's it just it, it still doesn't seem real. We were talking about it again this morning, um, but it's uh, it, it's something to be able to reflect back as we've all we did with our team yesterday. We showed our team a video uh two days ago while we were here in philly the night before the game we showed our team a video of kobe bryant addressing the university of alabama football like two years ago 
So two years ago, that's they were coming off a national championship win, probably getting ready to win another one. Nick Saban was sitting in the front row of with his football team listening to Kobe Bryant. So I told him, why would probably the greatest football coach of all time, coaching one of the greatest programs of all time, bring in a basketball player to talk to his football team? What could he be telling them? So, so you know he's got to be special, his work ethic, how he approached his craft. And then we listened to Kobe. We listened to what he told Alabama football. And it's so – it hit our team right where it needed to, just the message. And I could go on and on, but just a special athlete, a special person, uh, and, uh, you know, definitely going to be missed. With what happened at Oklahoma State, Coach, did it did it bring back some, some awful memories? The only way I can put it, but did, did it make you think about what, it, you know, the people that were affected there and those that you knew at Oklahoma State? It did. Uh, you know, it is. It's interesting you bring that up. It really did. And I haven't talked about it very much. But, you know, when I was at Oklahoma State, I obviously learned a lot about uh, the 10 that were lost in the plane crash when Eddie Sutton was the head coach and they were coming back from Colorado. And uh, I was fortunate to meet a lot of those families and just great people who uh, would come back uh, to campus. Um, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, sometimes it was during the anniversary of the plane crash, but just incredible people who you can only imagine all that they've been through and all the different emotions that go through it. And I learned a lot about the young men and the different people that were part of that plane crash. But also while I was there, the head women's coach and assistant coach were killed in a plane crash, mm-hmm. a recruiting trip. And uh, I can still remember, like it was yesterday, the phone call, because I was very, very close um, to to Kurt Bucky, who, who lost his life. He and I talked almost daily, shared ideas almost daily. Uh, a great coach, great man, great family man, and I still try to honor them uh, every year uh, by wearing an orange ribbon in honor of them on on that day um, because I did know them personally and and were very close. So it does bring you back to those days when something like that happens. It does make you reflect uh, on those things. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, it, it definitely hit home. Uh, I bet. Um, I'll wrap it up with this, Coach. You, you've got uh, St. Joe's coming up this weekend. I'm sure you're studying tape. What can you tell our fans about uh, the matchup with the Bills and St. Joe's this weekend? Well, I was just telling my team this morning. It's interesting. You know, you look at St. Joe's. They got a new coach. Uh, you know, uh, kind of rebuilding a little bit. You look at a team that has struggled in league play. But every team at the top of the league, they've taken them to the wire. They had Rhode Island beat at home. Rhode Island's at the top, I think, in second place right now. They were up 8-10 to 10 with like four minutes to go. Uh, when I was studying to watch Dayton, when we were going to play Dayton, I told our team, I said, guys, if you'll remember back, I told you St. Joe's had played Dayton better than anybody. And I used some of the things St. Joe's de- did defensively against Dayton. I said, that's this team plays very well against good teams, and I think we're a pretty good team. They're averaging 33s a game. They took 43 threes in one game this year, so they're relying on the three-point line. They have the leading score in the A-10 uh, on their team, a young man named Days, last name Days, a transfer from Delaware. He's averaging about 20 points a game. Um, they're playing an NBA-style offense. Uh, their coach came from the NBA from the Philadelphia 76ers. It's all about spacing. It's all about passing. It's all about ball screening. 
a dangerous team, a really dangerous team, just because they shoot so many threes. And uh, we better play extremely well, play better even than we did last night in order to get the win. Looking, so, yeah. and The other thing real quick that I want to add, we were talking about Jordan Goodwin scoring 1,000 points, but also, Dan, you know, this year's been a little bit – we've had Hassan French broke the all-time uh, shot-blocking record right. uh, at St. Louis University earlier in the year. And then last night, Yuri broke the freshman record for assists yes, yeah. uh, last night. So, you know, these guys have uh, played at a high level, and I told our team th- those things are to be celebrated. They are great honors, um, and they are helping us win games. So I wanted to add that in there for Yuri Collins uh, and obviously Hassan French. You bet. Hey, Coach, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate it. Always do do this every week. I know our fans love it, and uh, go get them this weekend. We appreciate it. Always enjoy it. Thanks a lot.